0: Welcome to the Travelers Upgrade Show, where I interview people from around the world to bring you great stories, tips, and motivation. I'm your host, Kareem Shakur, and we have a great show in store. Today, we will be discussing Sidra's story as a Madrid resident and also how to arrange international employment. my guest today is sidra bing fearful that life would pass her by sidra decided to move abroad to madrid spain to reflect travel and learn spanish all while teaching local kids english in a bilingual school having used her three years as a sabbatical the time has allowed her to appreciate life in different settings as her schedule and the affordability of traveling Europe grants her the time and means to explore various countries one to two times a month. A travel blogger, videographer, and struggling Spanish learner, she hopes to awaken the passion of traveling that may lie dormant inside of you, giving you an insight of her misadventures and perspective through her blog, Color Me Culture. Sidra, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's get right into it. All right. So first, I want to start with a little bit about you. Um, I was just want to hear your story in general as a traveler, but also like your career path, where you're from, etc. So um, let's start with where are you from, Sidra?
1: So I am from, well, born in D.C., raised in Howard County, maybe 40 minutes outside of D.C., Um, I moved to New York when I was studying uh, my master's in producing for film and television. And then I actually received my master's when I uh, moved to their L.A. campus. And um, like while getting my education, I actually after getting my master's, I always thought, is there enough time to go travel before I like immerse myself in this, in the profession that I want, which was like producing, writing, um, acting even. And, um, one of the things that I don't know why I I guess subconsciously or maybe consciously, I just thought I want to learn Spanish before I'm 30. (laughs) so honestly that was one of the um, the reasons why i moved abroad and i i wanted to learn spanish in a spanish-speaking country i wasn't even thinking of spain to be honest it wasn't until um i think it was the primaries i believe between trump and uh 2016 primaries between trump and hillary and i think Trump just won the Republican candidacy. <laughs> and in my mind, I know that probably shouldn't be a reason to be like just up and like, quote unquote, abandon your country. But at the same time, I just had it with like America in general. Like I call my sister and I'm like, you know what? I'm done with America. I'm about to start looking up um, places to study abroad. hmm. My whole thing was just to study. My sister was the one that was like, well, why don't you just work abroad? And I'm like, I don't even know that's possible unless you're doing it through your company. And we didn't like we had a location in London, but it was actually just one person working in the London office. So it wasn't it still wasn't um, a thought. And I don't even think at that time it was possible because I was working for a startup company. Mm-hmm so anyway, make a long story short, uh, my sister, when I called my sister and told her that she was going through the same thing, she was just like, although she wasn't working in a, um, uh, at a job that she was the minority, she was just tired of America.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so was like, I was literally just thinking that, Sidra, like, let's, let's go. And originally we were going to go somewhere in Latin America anywhere in Latin America, well, not even anywhere. We particularly wanted a, a Latin American country that had a, um, a big Afro Latina population. Um, Cause you know, with colorism that we, they have their own set of problems, the same problems that we have in the, in the States with colorism and blah, blah, blah. And she, um, yeah, she was, she was pretty worried about that. And I, I was as well um so we were thinking about panama and then we were thinking about um i don't know uh, we were thinking about going back to K- peru actually even though they don't really have a big uh afro latina population not that i know of mm-hmm. um, but we were just thinking of all these places and it i think at that time the whole story about zika broke out
2: oh uh, yeah
1: yeah not that it necessarily scared me because i'm like well i don't plan on having no kids and I'm not gonna do nothing to get no kids. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, that wasn't really a factor for me. But my sister was saying, Well, what if I meet my Prince Charming and we decide to get married and have kids, and but I've been exposed and don't even know it, and this, this, and that, and then
0: all so the hysteria I, behind it too. Yeah,
1: the hysteria about it, and then come to find out that wasn't although it was it was um a real thing, I think the media or like the chances of getting it was slimmer than what people were portraying it to be. Um, so we know that now, but at the time that was one of the big factors. And honestly, that's what led us, um, to Spain because we wanted a Spanish speaking country because my sister knows Spanish. So she was like, I do want a uh, another country where I, I speak the language and my whole thing was to learn Spanish. So, um, we went there and it, it helped that she had studied there, uh, when she was in college, like s- some odd years ago. So she kind of was familiar with it. But when she came back, when we actually came to Spain, she was like, wow, it's really different, like much different than I remember because then she remembered because, um, when she went there, she was like, if you were black, you just stuck out like a sore thumb. Like there were no black folks there at all or black folks here at all. Um, But now there's more and more, especially with, um, I guess, immigration laws, uh, not even immigration laws. I'll say just more people, more immigrants coming to this country because they have their own uh, issues with immigration laws as as well. So, um, yeah, that's what led us back here or that's what let me here that's what led her back here so
0: so before your your current excursion to um or completely uh uprooting going (laughs) to madrid (laughs) uh what type of travel did you usually do back when you were in the states Were you an adventure traveler a luxury person road trips cruises weekend trips etc
1: i think when i got okay so when i got out of grad school um, I worked for free <laughs> for like a year, like most of us, especially if you're trying to get in the entertainment industry. Um, so that first year I just collected as much experience as possible. Um, definitely had the help of my parents. Not going to lie, not spoiled, but blessed. I'll say that <laughs> did not take advantage of the fact that they helped me or did not take uh what's the word, um, light of the fact that they helped me. Um, but after I got my, after I actually got a job, which brought me back to New York, um, after having spent two years in LA, um, I was making enough money where I could invest in traveling, but I only traveled within the States. And it was only if I knew somebody at like that lived in the state. So like I went to Miami for the first time and, um, visit, visited my homegrown her husband and, um, and, um, child. Um, I went to, I mean, just like little local places, like mm-hmm. went back to LA went to, um, where, where did I go like surrounding States within, within New York, Connecticut, Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it still wasn't a lot of traveling just because my um, work schedule didn't necessarily permit it. And even though the company I was working for um, said it's unlimited vacation, mm-hmm. people really um, took that seriously. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And I, and for me, I don't think I was really in a position to take um, – an unlimited, like, you know what I'm saying? Even if I did get my work, I wasn't comfortable doing it. Uh, I think the main, the big, uh, travel, the biggest travel that I did, uh, outside of, um, the States while still being in this, like while still living in the States was Mm -hmm. to Trinidad Carnival. Oh, okay. Because she was from Trinidad again. Like I just traveled to places that I had connections because I was too scared to travel alone. (laughs) um, I and that wasn't really on my mind. It was just so like, which one of my friends gonna tra- you know can travel with me? Like, can I afford to travel with them, and can they mm-hmm. afford to travel with me? Depending. Um. So yeah, that was really the only traveling I did to mm-hmm. be honest aside from family vacations as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, staying in your network for the most part. Yeah. Your trips. Okay. So, like, what practical steps did you take to? uproot yourself from living in the u.s to going to europe to spain
1: yeah that's a really good question because i think people when they see my um instagram account which is city s-i-d-d-y dot <laughs> b <as a> <laughs> um, <laughs> no i um, just trying to get traction no no oh, yeah for sure oh. i'll definitely i'll <laughs> definitely
0: put it all in the show notes you don't don't worry about it i'm, I'm gonna send as many people as possible
1: <laughs> um, no, but, uh, you were saying what steps did I take? But yeah, that's a good question. Cause I think when people look at your Instagram or any social media, they think like, um, you know, you're balling or mm-hmm. you're, uh, you've inherited this money or like, they're just really asking like, how the freak did this person, I'm seeing her travel like every month. Or every other weekend. So I'm like, like Hey, where is she? <laughs> Why is it so easy to travel? Okay. So to answer that, um, well, to go back to the Genesis. Yeah. So prior to coming to Spain, the way my sister and I, um, transitioned from the States to here was, um, she knew that there was a language assistant program that you could work um, that allowed you to work in the public school systems within Madrid. And I don't necessarily know if it's an act, like what we would call public school system, because um, a lot of them are bilingual. And I guess that would be like charter schools in our, in the state, something equivalent to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we were applying through their, through Madrid's government ministry of education, mm-hmm. but, When we applied, the website looked real faulty, like looked real sketchy. So we were like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to put all my information in this, and so we just stopped. And then I I I looked up Google programs Mm -hmm. to uh, teaching programs in Europe to teach English, and I'm like, I'm sure most of Europe knows English, so what? Other. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I'm sorry. In in Spain, teaching, teaching programs in Spain. And the first thing that popped up was this program called CIEE, CIEE.org, which um, it did cost because you they're do they're taking every they're taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. um, like all the paperwork that you need to do, they are literally holding your hand throughout the whole process. And honestly, I'm so glad I went through that program because it just made things easier. And honestly, I would not know, I would not know, I would not have known what to do. Um, had I not had them anyway, we went through that program and that helped us like transition. Like of course we needed to do our paperwork over here, like get our visas and um register with the embassy and like stuff like that. But the main thing that they helped us with, which I would not have known otherwise what to do had it not been for them, is um the paperwork once you get here. So how mm-hmm. student visa I mean you have your student visa no 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 I'm sorry you don't have your student visa. You're on a tourist visa. When you get here, you transition to a student visa once you're here and then you have to go through their embassy. You have to go through their whatever government um, and all of that. And it was a lot of like setting up your bank account. They helped you um, set up your bank account. They helped you um, transition um, uh, getting a getting an uh, apartment, an apartment.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, really helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was really like, and on top of that, I think because other people are doing it, like, clearly you're not alone within this program. Mm -hmm. You're meeting, a lot of times you're meeting uh, people that are probably going to be your friends throughout the remainder of that year. And if they decide to continue, there was only a few of us that were like our late 20s or our early 30s, Mm -hmm. mid 30s. And um, so, yeah, just our priorities were a bit different. But still, like when you're in a different country and you see another American and y'all have just something in common, it just you're willing to deal with a lot more Mm
2: -hmm.
1: from that. But not saying that they were bad people at all because they end up being really cool people. But like if they were a type of person that normally I would not click with back home, like I'm going to give them a lot more chances here. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, if I hear you with that one.
1: Right, you want a piece of home with you while you're away from home. So, yeah, that was how the transition was, honestly, and it helped significantly.
0: So, speaking of the the CIEE program, correct? That's the yeah. that's what it's called. Was yeah. it like how, what? How long was the process? And was there is it a selection thing, or if you apply for it, you're automatically good to go?
1: Um, if you apply for it, you're pretty much good to go. I mean, as long as you don't, um, as long as you apply before the due date. Mm-hmm. but it's one of those things like you got money, they need mm. money. <laughs> so <laughs> do it that way. I'm not going to lie. It was like, I think I ended up paying 4,000, I think. But again, they're just, they're helping you transition your life from the States to another place. Mm-hmm. And their program, I st I highly suggest people go through their program when they're if this is their first time ever moving abroad, just because um it's not just Spain that they deal with. They uh, have,
0: that was my next question, yeah.
1: They have places in Asia, they deal with Latin America. I think they're expanding their Latin American um uh the the program to Latin America, um which I would have loved uh 3 years ago but I'm I'm happy where I am. But yeah, so I would definitely suggest that and it also depends on your the price depends on your um language level. So okay. for me, I had to pay more than my sister because I didn't know Spanish at all. The only thing I knew was present tense of all the verbs. <laughs> <laughs> that is not enough to <laughs> allow me to like manage on my own. So the reason why they were like, OK, you need to pay more is because you actually have to take Spanish classes um, for at least I think it was two or three weeks. But it was like a quick, fast. You're going to you're going to know the basics on what questions to ask when you're looking for an apartment because they don't set you up with an apartment. That's one of the killers about it. Is they set you up with the host family so that you'll have a place to stay while you search for the apartment?
2: Okay, you yeah. feel
1: me? So it, for me, it was it was getting tough because <laughs> um, my sister and I ended up uh, ended up staying separately because she came two weeks after me, and it was just hard trying to convince the person. I'm like, yeah, my sister's on the way. And every time I did that, like I would FaceTime with the landlord like here's my sister like blah 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 and she would ask the appropriate questions. But I don't know, it just made them feel very uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know what the 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 reason behind it was. So with the week left, I was like, girl, we may have to get our separate. We may have to get separate things. Um try to look out for like look around for you, but right now I just need a place to sleep. <laughs> nice. So it literally reminded me of having to find an apartment in New York where you're like hustling and bustling in the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really hectic. But um, luckily, I um, ended up I ended up uh, my host family ended up being like really nice and I really lucked out like glory be to Jesus, because I really, <laughs> I really lucked out on the family that, um, that I was sta- that, that, that was my host family because mm-hmm. I, st- I still keep in touch with them. Like they're very helpful. They allowed me to stay for another week. Um, and they helped me like find an apartment. And I mean, they were just really hands on and not like, cuz you you will find some host families that will do this just for the money because there's money and like if you host a person there's money yep. within that um even in America if y'all are listening and y'all in America like go for if somebody's trying to transition into America like see if you can get with a company that will allow you to um host a person while they're transitioning cuz there is actually money in that um but yeah, they were really helpful, and um, I don't know, they were just really sweet and uh, made the transition a lot easier. And then my sister ended up coming here because she did something that's kind of equivalent to like not Airbnb, but it's basically a website where you can uh, filter out what what type of apartment you want, and uh-huh. then company will be like okay great you chose this apartment you chose this room we'll have it ready by the time you get here so she kind of got the easy way of getting an apartment mm-hmm. she did it in a much easier way which i probably should have done but whatever mm-hmm. the time.
0: take us back to maybe your first day or week or even month in madrid like how was it like what did you do outside of the the apartment search
1: Yeah, the apartment search is a big, like, big part of it. (laughs) Um, hmm. Okay, so when I first got there, um, you're in orientation for a week, I believe. You're staying in a hotel. And that's, again, that's where the money comes in with the program as well. Um, They put you in a hotel. They take you all around the center of Madrid, um and even if you are from new york thinking like oh yeah i can walk the whole day like walking is nothing you don't realize how many hills
0: <laughs> <is>.
1: <laughs> your first week here and i honestly i was just like oh my gosh i feel like
0: mm-hmm. i made I that feel- mistake in uh in san francisco i was like yeah, i can walk around and then th- it, those <laughs> hills <laughs> oh my
1: gosh it just hit you like a ton of bricks like i did not know <laughs> i just mm-hmm. didn't know But, um, they try to give you like a little bit of the Spanish experience, not that what they showed us goes on every day, all day, but like they took us to a flamenco show. They took us to like a a dinner within this, um, I think it used to be like an old factory, but they like, I don't know, revved it up into this like huge, uh, bar, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and just took us around the city and would show us like this is a prop- popular place to go, or um, and and a lot of times they were sh- they were showing us this because they were they were showing us the neighborhoods that we could potentially live in as well. So while we were walking with them for like five hours, you're just thinking to yourself, oh, I would really love to live in this neighborhood, and they would show us like the signs to look out for um the signs to look out for on the on the on an apart in an apartment or on mm-hmm. an on the balcony of an apartment that it's like okay this word means they're renting the apartment this word means they're selling it so you're clearly not gonna you know don't write that number down like stuff like that um so yeah that that was our first month and then we finally after two weeks or three weeks actually um we were able to have that that last week to ourselves so the first month is literally you're just transitioning because you don't start Mm. teaching until october Mm. so they they would like you to come the first week of september or the the last week of august one of those depending on um your spanish because if you know spanish you don't have to come early um so and, yeah. for
0: that like first that first month and you were doing you were at the hotel you were you know, the orientation going through the tours exploring the neighborhoods like what was going through your mind at that time because this seems it's definitely a big adjustment so what was Sidra thinking at that time
1: hmm. Um I was just excited for a new beginning to be honest I was I love New York I still love New York but I just needed a break um, so I was just really excited about like, especially once I get adjusted and once I, once I find my apartment, um, I was just really like kind of daydreaming on like, what's next? What are we gonna do next? Like, where are we gonna travel to? And this, this, and that. And um, a lot of us were looking up uh, places to travel during the weekend because um, you are working at the school, but your work schedule is only four days a week. Mm So no, not even three and a half days a week because you have, you get to choose to have Mondays or Fridays off. And then also Fridays or Monday, you have either half a day. So for example, my schedule is I have Monday off. I have to work a full day and not even necessarily full day, four hours, but depending on how the school is set up, it can be two hours in the morning. Then you have a two hour break and then you have to do the other two hours at the end. So technically you're there the whole school hour
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, school schedule. Um, but yeah, my schedule was I had Mondays off. I would work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a full day, and then half a day on Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that leads you to be like, Heck, I have a long weekend every single weekend. Of course, I'm going to travel.
2: yep. yep.
1: <laughs> and um, and that's what most of us did, like either depending on and a lot of I will say this, the, the salary that you get for teaching, at least in Madrid, is a thousand mm-hmm. a month. People, um, so don't think you're coming here to collect money and like pay off your debt. And no, no, no. Um, The reason why I've been able to travel so much is because I'm also teaching online.
2: Oh, so, okay.
1: And if you want, you can also tutor the kids that you're teaching in your school. So that's three means of income. Like, you know what I'm saying? So even though you're making a thousand from the school from the Ministry of Education, mm. you could depending on how hard you want to work um you can make another 800 for that month and that 800 could get you at least to two you, you could travel probably twice a month with that maybe even three times if it's local
0: yeah um really good so you said you're you you're teaching um uh, there's your day job technically and then yeah. you do the online teaching mm-hmm. as well and then you tutor students as well so those are your three income streams currently
1: yeah for, for the first two years of me being here because i've been here for three years um, the first two years of me being here, I was tutoring my first year and um, and and working in the schools that gave me maybe an extra 400, 500 because I was not I did not come here to like work like I as though I was working in New York. That's yeah. the thing. But I was just like at the same time, like, OK, fine, I do need an extra means of income to really enjoy myself. So I was telling myself, okay, um, I'm going to, you know, clearly I have my regular schedule in the school, but I'm also going to tutor after school from four Mm -hmm. to seven, three days a week. So just doing that would guarantee me four hundred to five hundred dollars extra or euros extra.
0: Yeah. So you have uh, a chunk of money or budget allocated just to travel because you're doing these extra uh yeah. jobs essentially yeah. what are where are some of the places that you've been so using that money where where have you been in europe
1: okay so just being in spain because i thought it was really important to um it's spain is just so cheap it really is cheap i mean it's it's quality it's good quality of life and it's cheap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so within spain i've traveled to malaga um, Bilbao, San Sebastian, um, Toledo, Sevilla, Segovia, Salamanca, Ibiza, Mallorca, I want to say somewhere else, Valencia, um, mm-hmm. where else, I want to say Extremadura, but no, I don't think. But yeah, that's all I can remember. Oh, Astorias. And I went to Astorias because my name is a popular drink here. And um, yeah, I went to Astorias just to taste their drink because I was like, hey, people are like, you should go there because there's like rolling hills there. And it's really cool and calm. And they're like, we I I, I will say that it rains there mm-hmm. a bit, but uh, whatever. And then you can like taste the drink there. And I love the way they did the drink because the way they do it is like they pour it from above their head um, into the glass that is below their hip. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like long stream of
0: alcohol. very theatric. Yeah.
1: Very theatric. <laughs> and then you get you get it. They serve it to you You're like, oh, yeah, I'm about to like tear this drink up and then you drink it and it's like ah that's a little yeah it hit, it hit the it hit the neck <laughs> 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 it was a bit uh <laughs> a bit bitter
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but it was still cool i drank a couple of sips and it was like oh okay but it was still like a good experience i don't regret going there and um oh and of course barcelona i went to i only went to barcelona for like a day and a half and Mm -hmm. i honestly feel like maybe that may be my next move because barcelona kind of reminds me of la it
0: does yeah it reminds me of la as well
1: yeah where it's still city like but you got the beach i don't care if it's man-made i still got the (laughs) beach (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um yeah so I, i went there as well and I really like it. I just love that. Like each part of Spain is, um, different. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty different. So that was outside of Spain that I've been to. Um, I'm sorry, inside of Spain that I've gone to, um, outside of Spain, I've gone to Portugal. Um, twice, actually, I went to Portugal for my birthday, um, in the south of Portugal, uh, Lagos and Argarve, or I, I think Lagos is in Argarve, I'm not sure, but uh, I can't remember. And then I went to Lisboa and Porto, and I really, uh, I really loved Porto because it was like, I don't know, it was just so beautiful, and like some of the streets were cobblestone, and it was just really beautiful and really like tranquila. <laughs> mm-hmm and um lisboa i liked like lisbon i liked but um i liked porto better i i like porto better and i went to paris and within france i've been to paris and nice i would like to go back uh to go to province for the yeah. um, to see the lavender fields mm-hmm. but i i'm also going back there for the Cannes film festival so that's going to be in may
0: um, uh, so uh, speaking of paris because i i was just in europe and you know, i visited you when i was there uh, it's much more expensive to be in france versus spain so how did that impact your budget <laughs>
1: Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had to save money when I was going to Paris. My the second time I went was for my 30th birthday. Um that I, that I went with a mutual friend of ours, Adrian. Shout out to Adrian, what's up?
0: <laughs> and <laughs> shout out to Adrian. Woo
1: <laughs> <laughs> And we stayed with her cousin. Um, so that cut costs tremendously. Um, and then we just had to pay for food. Well, I mean, food can be expensive, but again, like it's definitely not gourmets for each meal. <laughs> yeah,
0: I completely hear you. I'm the same way in terms of like traveling for a long period of time, understanding how the budget's gonna work. So how's been maintaining contact and communication with your family and friends been?
1: Yeah, video calls, Skype, any type of like Marco Polo is really like saving lives, saving uh saving relationships,
2: saving
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. friendships. Um I actually love Marco Polo. Audio text, I mean, so I'm really um I I don't have a really I don't have a big problem staying in contact unless I am really um focused on any outside projects that I've been doing here. And people are where where are you? And I'm like, dude, I'm busy, I can't even so the time difference does make it somewhat difficult, but I think after my first year people kinda understood like, oh man, she's sleep. She's probably asleep at this time or she's probably up. Let me call her, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it took a while to adjust, but for other people to adjust, but
0: okay. Um all right, Sidra. So I do wanna just end on uh one note in terms of if there was one piece of advice that you can impart to the audience regarding travel in general, solo travel, uh picking up and starting in a new country any mm-hmm. any of the topics that we we touched on what would that advice be
1: do it <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> if you have no responsibilities at home if you don't need to pay for anybody if you don't have any kids if you don't have a husband even if you do have a husband i've met a lot of couples out here mm-hmm. that um of course if they're on the same page um to travel they will up and do it like it's just Honestly, I because I, I used to think like only travel if you're single. I will definitely encourage more to single folks uh, to travel more than to anybody else. I'm not even thinking that. But while being here, I've met a single mother traveling with her six year old son. She mm-hmm. enrolled in the public school, school system. I've met um, couples um they didn't have any kids but yeah they decided to do to be language assistants because i think the the age cap is like in your late 50s or maybe 60 you can do it i'm i'm not sure don't quote me on that but stuff like that i've also met a person that like literally uprooted her whole entire family and and was like yeah i'm done with america as well <laughs> mm-hmm. um And of course, it was like a lot of work to do it, but it was possible. And I think people think you have to have some type of connection somewhere to travel. You have to have had your company set you up to like move your whole family. And although that's ideal, and that would help a lot, um, there are ways to be able to travel on a budget. I I won't lie. Like, the transition period from traveling to the States to any country is probably going to be your most expensive uh, time. Um, Just because traveling from the States anywhere outside of to anywhere outside of the States is always expensive. Mm. Once you get into Europe or any other place, it's particularly Europe. Let me just focus on Europe. It's so much easier to travel. I've gotten plane tickets for $20 I've gotten or 20 euros, which is probably equivalent to like twenty five dollars. I've gotten plane tickets for 50 or even 16. Like, dude, once you're in Europe, it's so easy to travel. It's so um, cheap. So I would really encourage people to like do that, like just travel and like make it a priority and make it a priority to invest in. So, especially before you get married, I, I don't know why that is always a motivation for me. Because I always want to think like, if I get married and have kids, I want them to know that their mother was cool, had a life before them, <laughs> 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 traveled the world, babe. She had a life, okay? So
0: I will vouch for that. Sidra is cool. Sidra <laughs> yeah. is very, very cool. <laughs>
1: oh, man, like, come on! Like, I just want to know that if I got married, like, I did everything I wanted to do while I was single. So. You know, hopefully I'll be able to do it with my husband. Well, I will, because I won't pick anybody that doesn't like traveling. So there
0: you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) But yeah.
0: All right. So, Sidra, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Where can listeners find out more about you and your travelers and you and your travels?
1: Cool. Um, So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm not much on Facebook too much. I don't think a lot of people are, but (laughs) if you follow me on Instagram at city.b, that's S-I-D as in dog, D as in dog, Y dot B as in boy. And um, also I have a travel blog called colormecultured.com, www.colormecultured.com. And after every travel, I try to make a blog post. For the most part, there's only been two places that I haven't made a blog post about that was Switzerland, um, which I probably do need to make a blog post about that. But, yeah, I I, I I use that as kind of a diary.
0: So I'll definitely include those links in the show notes so that all listeners can definitely go and check that out because you do have some great stuff there. Uh, so, again, thanks for coming on the, coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode please visit my website, thetravelersupgrade.com, for show notes and other great resources. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show either on my website or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you love the show, leave a review. Thanks.
2: Slow.